going on, geeks? You're listening to the Geeks of Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Joe Morgan. What? <laughs> and Shelly Walter. Shapadua. I want to, like, get some jazz music going now. Shapadua. I don't know, but it sounds like, uh, what do they call it? Scat or whatever? Beat up, ba I'm a scat man. Is that a Pokemon? That's actually one of the first things that came to my mind, too. So we're on the same page. We have lots to talk about with No Man's Sky, but Shelly has not played it. So we're going to start with Shelly. Yeah. Shelly, what have you been geeking out about this week? Not No Man's Sky. <laughs> I've been... That's a double negative. <laughs> um, so... Right. Um, so I am still reading the Red Rising series. I finished the second book, so I just started the third book. It is just so crazy, and I will not mention anything again because crazy spoilers, but gosh, I just have no idea what's happening. Well, I know what's happening, but then... then I don't, and I don't even know how to explain it. Go read it, please. Do people die? Oh, yeah. People die. Okay. People die. Do people live? People live, and okay. all <laughs> in between. It's crazy, guys. It's awesome. Um, besides that, uh, this last Friday, I was streaming Armello, and I was super proud of myself because uh, I killed the king and won, which, I mean, if you ever played Armello, there's four different ways... Seems treacherous. Yeah. Beat it. There's like you get prestige, which is basically like become friends with the king. Uh, you can kill the king, which I hadn't done previously, but I just did. Um, you could collect spirit stones uh, to try to like cure the king, or you could uh, you could like there's this other weird victory if you get like this thing called rot, and like I don't really know how to explain it, but then you kill the king that way. Yeah. So. Um, if he's got, sick, can you just wait a really long time until he dies? Yeah, and once yeah. that happens, uh, then whoever has the most prestige will win, and that's how you get oh, okay. the victory. Yeah, so, uh, which is usually how I would win, because that's actually the easiest way to win. Um, or the spirit stones, you just have to collect four, you, you go up to him, and then you cure him of this this rot. But I killed him, and it was great. I'm like, yeah, I'm king now, sucker. So <laughs> we've we've got a review of Armello on the website. We also have a preview. I did the preview. Damien covered the review. So yeah, it's a super fun game. If you guys haven't checked it out, I highly suggest you do. It's either on PS4 now or is coming to PS4. I yeah. can't remember which. So it's on both, says LJ. So that's awesome. Uh, I really haven't done much besides that. I drove down to Portland with my friend on Saturday and for both my friend's uh, birthdays and we were doing archery and I just I was like, oh, I like Katniss. I'm like Legolas. Like I was thinking about all like the the, um, you know, people in all the archers. Yeah. You know, I didn't think about how many archers are like just in like geeky movies and stuff. Um I guess I don't know if Hunger Games is really considered geeky, but it's it's from a novel, so kind of. Um, what I thought was interesting is that there are a couple of people there who are, like actually good at archery. Um, I wasn't doing bad, but they've been like doing it for a long time, and they're basically mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, just don't do what Hawkeye does. Hawkeye's a terrible model," and I never really 
realize that they didn't they didn't mention Katniss or Legolas or like uh, you know Susan from Narnia or anything like that, but they mentioned you know Hawkeye. His form sucks. And I'm like, okay. So next time I watch Avengers, I'm gonna have to pay attention to see how I know like yeah. Arrow. They actually put him through some archery training before doing it because they That's didn't want that kind of thing to happen. But it yeah. makes sense with uh, Hawkeye because I remember that one scene where he just doesn't look and he just kind of yeah does his thing. <laughs> Which is like, it looks cool from the outside, but if you're like an archer, I can definitely see how you have problems with it. It's like curled up into a ball trying to throw an arrow. Eh, eh, eh. No, it doesn't <laughs> work. Um, but that's, that's uh, kind of it. I haven't started playing any new games because I'm still struggling with trying to find how to get mods for Dragon Age Inquisition. And how to get No Man's Sky. Yeah. And how to get No Man's Sky. Gosh, it's just... <laughs> bad timing. I have things I gotta do, so... No, I totally understand. But yeah, I'll let you guys... I wouldn't have it unless it hadn't been gifted to me. Yeah. Um, I, so I'll let you guys go at it for No Man's Sky. I'll just chill back here. Well, let's geek out first, and then we'll get into... I feel like it's gonna be its own segment. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about. So, Joe, what are you geeking out about this week? So this week, uh, I've been playing a little bit of a dungeon crawler uh, action RPG beat 'em up roguelike called Brutal. It, it's the game that came out this past week. Oh yeah, you're talking for, about it. Yeah, it came out for Sony's uh, Play. I think their their things called Play 2016, like their PlayStation Summer Highlight. Where okay. they Like I think they picked four games for the summer. And each week they release a different a, a different game on that list. That's kind of their these are our indie highlight big games. You know, it was Headlander and Abzu. Brutal was week three, and then week four we're gonna talk about here when we do the pull list today. Um, I enjoy it so far. I've put several hours into it. It's it's a roguelike, which means they fully intend for you to die on every playthrough, and if you die. You lose all progress. That's the nature of that style of game. Um, okay. But yes, it is brutal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, it lives up to its name. True to its name, um, I finished I'm Setsuna. Yeah. Finished my playthrough of that last week. How does um, it end? Fact, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I do wouldn't that. spoil that for anybody, but <laughs> I, I, I like the ending. It left several things open. Okay. Um, after I finished playing it, me and Maurice, uh, Maurice wrote the review on our website. He and I went back and had a, a discussion about some of the things that happened after after killing the final boss. So, okay, cool. I yeah. hope they do four games, and they're all different seasons. Ooh, that would be interesting. Or something. S- something about cherry blossoms in the springtime, or something. I don't yeah, know. you think. Um, apart from that, No Man's Sky is the vast bulk of what I've done this week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I just, real quick, do you like it or do you not like it? No Man's Sky? Yeah. Yes, I do. Good. Cool. It's it's the kind of thing uh, you put on a podcast or a YouTube series or something and, and set on out. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I finally watched Suicide Squad. Finally, it just came out like last week. <laughs> yeah, you were gonna go last Tuesday, right? Yep. So the day after uh, we recorded the last podcast, I went. 
and I really liked it. Um, Good. I had a lot of friends who didn't. They said, and it blows my mind, they said it wasn't dark enough because it's all villains, and I get that. Like, they wanted it to be dark because it's all these bad guys. Um, they were like, it was too funny, and it was too lighthearted, and it wasn't dark enough. And my only thought was, you guys all said that Batman vs. Superman was too dark. It wasn't funny enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. what do you want from them? Um, it definitely had kind of a Marvel feel to it, um, in a way. But I want that. I don't think that's copying Marvel. I think that's going with modern movies right now. Okay. Um... And so I, it was so good. Joker is not in it enough. I'm really hoping they make some kind of ultimate cut like they did Batman vs Superman. Um, I don't need an hour's worth of Joker, right. but more than ten minutes would be great because he did phenomenal. Um, and Harley Quinn, I was very surprised. So she dresses very skimpily in the movie, and I thought it was for the sake of being skimpy, and they wouldn't go into that. It kind of makes sense. Me and my wife were talking about it. She thought she, you know, um, she knew she'd be seeing the Joker at some point. And so she looked through all her different clothes and they had a few Easter eggs in there of some different outfits and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know. What yeah. And she decides to go with the Skippy outfit, which makes sense because she's going to go see her boyfriend. So she was trying to look, you know, impressed. Um, they're talking about a, a Harley Quinn spinoff movie. And I'm really right. hoping that they go with something a little more modest and it, they don't do it just for the sake. Um, and they actually be like, this is Harley Quinn's, you know, warrior outfits in a way. Um, mm -hmm. And do a little bit more. Not You're not going to get a modest Harley Quinn, but you can get something a little more modest than what she was wearing. Um, right. She was very scantily clad. But overall, it doesn't get much less modest than the outfit she had on. Like, Yeah. Yeah, see, um, I actually... Sorry, I actually watched this video about um, the actress, and mm -hmm. basically eight of the ten movies that she starred in um, was like she was in it basically just for a sex appeal, which frustrated me. And I'm just like, so so once they make a spinoff movie, yeah, they better make it a little bit more on on like you know modest and stuff because that's just kind of frustrating for her as an actress to just I be think... like thrown into a movie for sex appeal. It's like, no, that's not fair. She was I mean, in Tarzan. Really delve into it. Yeah, Tarzan. Tarzan. Oh, yeah. She was in yeah, Tarzan. She, and and she played a very, I thought, respectable role in that. She that was, was Jane. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, well, that's that the first the movie, movie I'd seen her in, though, and I, I liked it. Okay. She was also in Wolf on Wall Street and yeah. um, a couple of movies that she was definitely not modest in. <laughs> yeah. She had the uh, accent, which made me happy. I didn't think she'd have an accent. Um, when I heard them roll it, and they were saying Mr. that, uh, J. yeah, I was very surprised. Uh, but everything was very well acted. Uh, it's a great movie. Hopefully, they take those villains, and we get to see them in some more movies in the future, um, yeah. as the Justice League universe pans out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I did that, and it's basically been that in No Man's Sky, which I too really like. Um, and we're going to get into that right now. Bye, Shelly. We'll miss I'll you. She's I'll coming back. I'll be here the whole time. I she's just listening won't. to everything we say. And she has, we're completely muting her out because she's got nothing. Yeah. She hasn't played it yet. I'm sorry. Bye, guys.
So LJ has also been playing No Man's Sky. We figured we'd bring him on. How's it going, LJ? Um, it's going pretty good. Um, Louisiana just got through a big flooding um, disaster, and so I've had um, nothing to do but play No Man's Sky. Um, okay. Because I've been kind of just stuck. Um, luckily, my house didn't get flooded or anything, um, you know, like everybody else's did. Um, right. But my thoughts on the game... Um, I love how uh, whenever I started playing, um, like I said earlier, I streamed at um, 11, o 11 o'clock at night whenever the game dropped right after we uh, recorded. Yeah. And so um, basically, I really didn't know what I was going into. Um, you kind of just drop in with the ship um, totally destroyed. And... Uh, I kind of started to figure out what the resources were and all that, but once I really got on my feet and figured things out, I found out that um, the exploration is uh, front and center compared to those uh, survival elements. And so pretty much all it focuses on is, you know, just upkeeping your uh, charges for your ship and your suit powered up and everything like that, um, which compared to hardcore survival games like Ark or Seven Days to Die... You can get dysentery, you can get heat stroke, you can ha have all these things happen to you, and, like, you have no control over it unless you mm -hmm. have certain things. Right. So, I really enjoyed uh, No Man's Sky for that, um, for, what it for what it does. Yeah. So, how about you, Jim? So far, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I like how uh, the, the survival elements are kind of survival light. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it's... You have a an environmental suit, a hazard suit, and it it factors in, and it it deals the same way, no matter what planet you're on. So right. you know you only have a single resource to refill for that, and then a single resource to manage for your life support systems. Mm -hmm. But that it doesn't matter if it's a frozen planet or a hot planet or toxic rain, or chocolate rain. <laughs> or whatever, it, it deals with it the same. Yeah. So that's pretty nice. It, it kind of minimizes that while still, you know, giving you a reason to need to keep uh, keep a, right. a mild eye on that sort of stuff. I love how it's like Pokemon Snap mixed with uh, Minecraft. Um, <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, it's Pokemon Snap for you. <laughs> oh, it feels it's like, like Snap. Wandering around, taking you know, I mean, you, you're logging in, taking the the pictures of all the critters, uploading your name, right. so you get to take all the ownership of everything. Yeah. And uh, so I'll just fire up a podcast or or a YouTube channel, you know, and and go and spend two or three hours. Pokemon Go. You know. If you want to get more Snap-like, you know, it's easy to, it's very easy to take a screenshot and send it, you know, to your friends or whatever. Um, my brother and I have been t sending screenshots back and forth of all these things we've been finding, all these species. A buddy of mine have been doing that. Um, and Joe sent us some interesting uh, screenshots of some creatures <laughs> last night. Those things are very trippy looking. What did you name your mascot? Birdo. <laughs> Birdo? Yeah. Like uh, from Super Mario? Yep. <laughs> but it's it. this thing actually looks like it belongs at an MLB baseball game. It looks yeah. like a... Yeah. 
Or, or like <laughs> I said yesterday, an NCAA game. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it just. Yeah, it looks like it looks like somebody is inside can, walking around in that suit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but it looks nothing like anything I've seen on any other planet. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of those, it kind of almost feels like they took, you know, those toys you used to be able to get that would have, like, you buy like five different toys and be able to mix and match them. Right. Yeah. And that <laughs> thing doesn't look like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> that other thing you sent us, that deer-looking thing, it had like, yeah, it almost had like tentacles, like of an enemy kind of, but it was like, yeah. I'm like, how does that work? That that was like something out of uh, a zombie horror game or something. Yeah. That was one of the more bizarre things I've ever seen in that game. Yeah. The generator is definitely creating some weird stuff. Oh, yeah. God. Definitely. <laughs> so, uh, should we tell a little bit of our personal narratives? I wanted to say my thoughts on it. Okay. <laughs> Give us your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well. I'm so excited. I hate it. No, okay. Um, cut all that out. <laughs> um, I I like it a lot. I love that kind of how you were talking about, Joe. The game itself is super simple. <laughs> like, you get resources. The whole idea of the game is get to the center of the universe, or so I've been told. Um, they call it the galaxy core on this. I hope that's what the center of the universe is, because that's what I've been moving towards. Um, but you literally, the whole game is set up of get resources, move forward, get resources, move forward. And they give you a map to the center. Um, but they take that, and that sounds incredibly simple. And then they put it in this infinite, like, giant map that's super complex. Um, so it's, it's this very simple idea that they've just expanded hugely. And there's so much more to do than the main plots. Mm-hmm. Um there's like little, there's these buildings that are taken over, and then there are buildings with aliens in them, and there's three or four different species you can interact with. Um, there are black holes, uh, getting animals, as Joe has like become a zoologist and has <laughs> decided he's going to document everything, uh, which I love. I think it's really cool. I don't have the patience for that. I. I don't feel like I, I need to sit down and actually play for a few hours. So I play probably an hour at a time. Um, and I need to sit down and like just go over a planet because I get on a planet and I've been looking for a Goldilocks planet, a planet that is perfect. Um, there was one and I left it and I can't find it and it bugs me so much. Um, but it was a planet where there was no harm so I didn't have to worry about life support almost at all. Uh, wow. I had a little bit. But it was full of life and full of – and all the creatures were really cool looking – um, it was very Earth-looking. Um, it was red grass, and then uh, it was kind of like tropical. It was beautiful. I loved it. And so now every planet that I go to is these dry deserts. And I'm like, <laughs> I've been trying to find a planet like that, and those are hard to find, apparently. Um, so I need to just be okay with that and sit down and go through a planet again. Um, I've been, I was very headstrong on um, getting to the galaxy core, and now I'm getting to a point where I'm realizing the galaxy core is very far away. And uh, so I'm starting to just play the game a little bit more. Um, yeah. Kind of like Minecraft. Very much like Minecraft in the sense that, um, like, I thought, I, I'm very, like, trying to end the game oriented. And so I've been trying to do that. And now it's like, 
this game is meant to be explored, go explore a little bit and just play it and not try to beat it. Um, and I think yeah. if you have that mindset going in, you, you don't want to beat this game right away. Right. Um, and so I'm really starting to kind of figure out that mindset and I'm enjoying it a lot. Right. It's been very cool. But yeah, let's uh, go into our adventures. Anything crazy happened to you guys so far? I say we start with Joe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I start the game off, you know, and I'm, I'm exploring around. I didn't know how to scan stuff at first, but that I, I figured out how to scan stuff once I got to the second planet. Um, <laughs> so I scanned everything on the second planet. I was like, cool, now I'm going to go back to the first planet because they give you a big financial incentive for getting all all of the species of creatures on the planet uploaded. So I go back to the first planet and I get nine of them real quick. There's a 10th one somewhere. (laughs) I spent nine hours, not even exaggerating, nine hours running. Oh man. Oh man. (laughs) Running the different, the question mark waypoints to try to find this 10th creature. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I couldn't for the life of me. But I ended up finding enough uh, upgrade bays for my exosuit. So, I mean, I've got 23 slots in my exosuit right now. Nice. Um, I finally said, okay, this is super disappointing. I gave up, flew to a couple other planets in the star system and fully filled them out, which wasn't hard because two of them were barren. (laughs) One is covered in covered in water and totally barren. How does that make sense? It's like, yeah, we can't support life. We have too much water here. Whatever. Have Um, you found any water life yet? I have not yet. I thought aquatic life. So the the planet that I just landed on last night before I called in a night, was it it looks like it's going to be a reasonable water planet. So okay. I, I landed and then called it a night there. I'll, I'll find out tonight, I guess. Um, I got attacked by a shark thing. Really? Uh, some of the aquatic life is really cool. I think that's probably my favorite part of the species is looking at some of this aquatic life they've created. I have not seen any aquatic life yet at all. I haven't you either. get deep into the water. If you get into a water planet, you get like oh. where the deep waters are. They're usually not in the shallows. Um, but if you get out in the middle of the water somewhere, there are some cool creatures. Yeah. Huh. Um, I was actually listening to an IGN po- uh, one of the IGN podcasts, uh, I think it was Beyond, but they were talking about how, like, oh, yeah, it would be cool if they added um, aquatic life and all this stuff, cause, but now that I realize that is they just haven't seen any yet. Which yeah. I, which I yeah. Haven't. It must be rare. Um, I've been on a few different planets with it. Um, I think you just, I don't think anyone's swimming out in the middle of the ocean for no reason. That's true. And for some reason, I was. So. <laughs> I don't know how you survived. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to, to wrap things up on my end real quick, I, I went back. I was like, okay, I have my warp, my, my ship with a warp. I'm going to go back real quick, check my home planet one final time before I warp yeah. out of the system just because I cannot let it go. It left such a bitter taste in my mouth to be there for <laughs> – to be on that planet for nine hours and to be like, no, there's one species I can't find. So I come back into atmosphere – I find a, a waypoint and I land and immediately it popped up on the scanner. That's awesome. The thing looked it looked like a floating tick. Wow. 
because it sucked the life. It would be out hilarious of me. if you would have landed on the alien and killed it and then not been able to. <laughs> That's possible. Like, no, I don't think it is, but it would have been fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then uh, to finish out my night last night, like I found an abandoned ship, repaired all the parts, and went from the four hundred thousand oh, dollar cool. ship that I was in to like a one point two million dollar ship. Nice. Oh wow. So, I've learned about a hundred alien words, and and I'm I'm really digging it oh, so far. That's cool. I've only learned about like forty or something like that. I, I feel like I've done so much more than you, Joe. But you have done you're so much more prog progressed in the game than I have. I'm twenty hours into the game. <laughs> and he's only been to like two systems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. I landed. Yeah, I've landed on the first planet of the new system, and that's it. So. Okay. Wow. <laughs> How about you, LJ? I was going to say, I want to hear your story. My, okay. My story is probably, my stories are less interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I would think of this as Joe was talking. So before I get into the story, because it will kind of segue into it. Um, one thing that I don't like, but it's very Minecrafty of them, and any other game that's like this, is that I have no idea who I am. <laughs> like, yeah. You're, yeah. Nobody knows what you look like. You're you. Yeah. That's all you need to know. But... Who's my beneficiary? Who's, am I who a Viking or a Gek or what am I? <laughs> like, who am I getting these, uh, you know, all this uh, information for? Because I'm getting a lot of information for someone um, discovering all these planets. Okay. And so, you, so you want some character background and why you're there? Yeah, I don't know who I am, who I'm working for. Like, what? Why was my ship crashed? You're Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. I. But I know a lot of people wouldn't have liked that. I know a lot of people are much more into the open story. They connect better when there's it's ambiguous. Um, but I just... I, there's no reason for me to be doing what I'm doing. Like, the center of the core. They're like, get to the galaxy core. <laughs> I don't know why to do that. Like, it just tells me on the map that I should do that. And I'm like, I guess. But I have no idea what my motivation is to do that except to beat the game. Um, and because of that, I think that kind of takes me out of the game a little bit. Um, but something else that I have no background on is this thing <laughs> called Atlas that I've been calling Satan. <laughs> I know that you need the Atlas passes to open up certain stuff. That's about all I know. Yep. All right. So Atlas, I met Atlas on a planet uh, at a monolith, um, a giant rock formation thing that was built. And it told me that I felt really great, which... It's kind of weird for a game to tell me. It was like, you have an over under overwhelming peace. And I'm like, oh, cool. So this is either Satan or Jesus. <laughs> Could be Jesus. <laughs> but then I'm reading into it, and it says, if only you obey me, you'll learn everything you need to know. Ooh. And I was like, again, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'd love to know things. Thank you, Satan. So <laughs> I said, yes. I got to another monolith. Or no, it was my wife who got to it. Um, and her monolith, same Atlas, same Satan, is like, you need to sacrifice yourself to learn more. And she decided not to, and it, like, punched her in the face or something. Um, it attacked <laughs> so her. So is Atlas a creature? I don't know. It's a giant... They never really say what <laughs> the Atlas is. What it is is, um... I mean, there there are these little things that um, Joe will probably get um, get to eventually. But, um... I don't know if you've been to. Have you been to any of the Atlas uh, stations or whatever? Yes, I've been to. I've been to. Okay, I've been to one space station, but I never saw the word Atlas anywhere. 
So okay, monoliths will get you. To, if you find some monoliths, they'll get you to Atlas. Yeah, well, okay. I think when you warp the third time is when it really takes you to the Atlas stuff. I think it's the third or fourth time. But it's okay. supposed to be um, that um, this group of aliens, and it's just kind of aliens from each different race. You'll see this in the station. But it's supposed to be that they're searching for, you know, the their creator or, you know, why this universe is even built. And, oh. Uh, so one of, um, a quick little point, whenever I was at one of these Atlas stations, because they're, they're in space, you'll go to them eventually. They're called anomalies. Mm-hmm. Um but one of them, I was talking to the alien, and he says, like, oh, you know, what if this is a bigger, uh, he's like, what if this is uh, for a creator's purpose? What if this is just, like, a simulation for their benefit? And I'm thinking, wow, if this thing is self-conscious and knows it's a video game, that's scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It literally made connotations that, like, oh, yeah, like, what if this is... You know, what if we're something's creation and this is all just a simulation? And I was like, okay, that's some Inception stuff there. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, everybody has their own experience when they go to these different things. Um, so maybe that just right. been something that I've that they've said to me. So who knows? Yeah, I haven't said it. I don't know what Atlas is yet, um, as far as my information goes. Okay. Um, but it taught me words, and then it gave me two warp cells. And warp cells allow you to warp. And I was like, I am, yes, where, where do I need to go next? So I followed it um, where, when you get in your map, it'll tell you how to get to the galaxy core. You can do that, or you can move over to Atlas Waypoint or something like that. Um, yeah. So I did that and got to my first Atlas station. And I learned more words, which I really want to learn words because I would love to understand these aliens. Um, and then it said, black space with a giant red ball. So I had my suspicions before, but then I was like, here, see, it's Satan. It's a giant red glowing ball talking to me. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's the devil. But it was like, overwhelming peace, learn more, go here. I said, okay. And so I'm following this thing, and it's been really great, and I found um, an anomaly, like LJ's talking about. So I went into an anomaly, and they were like, do you want to follow Atlas, or do you want to get to the center of the universe? And I was like, man, I really should probably get to the center of the universe. <laughs> so I, I did that. And I went through a black hole and was nowhere near the center of the universe. Oh, I don't know. I'm assuming I was closer to the center of the universe. Um, but it's still super far away. <laughs> so now, um, being a terrible human being, because I feel awful for following Atlas, um, I'm trying to go back to Atlas. Um, and so I'm only like three solar systems away to getting back to Satan. Um, so I'm working on it. But here's my analogy with this. Um, <laughs> this is so weird. This is me thinking way too deep into this. The galaxy core is my, uh, my destination. That's where I need to be. And right. Atlas is distracting me from my destination. Wow. Okay. That's a so, good theory, though. Yeah, so that's my... That's, that's, my thing. But, that's eerie. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like, that's where the center of the universe is. That's where I need to be. That's my destination, and this thing is distracting me. Um, and so that's as far as like, Christian relevance goes. As a gamer, um, I'm trying to get back to Atlas because I think that uh, it's going to take me longer to get to the center of the universe, but I think it'll be a path of least resistance, um, learning more words, um, getting more warp cells. I think it's going to advance me, and I want to beat the game easily, not struggle through trying to get through it as quickly as possible. So... 
Huh. That that was my huh. Satan adventure. Um, <laughs> I I will call it Atlas Satan probably to the end of the game. Until he's the creator of the universe, and then I kind of have to be like, okay, I guess it's God, and I'm a really terrible Christian. <laughs> I didn't know that it was a supposed to be the maker of the universe, but Red Ball, Black Space Station, looks a little creepy. <laughs> that is crazy, though. <laughs> That's my story. <laughs> um. Well, so, okay, go ahead. Well, I was just say I, I just googled Atlas. Uh huh. In terms of mythology, and oh. uh, I mean, because Atlas is a Greek mythology yeah. thing. Um, Atlas was the Titan god of endurance and astronomy. Oh, that's cool. Oh. to hold up the sky for eternity. Wow. So who knows? This may end up turning into something. Related to that. Who knows? That's a great connection. Or he's Hades. (laughs) Oh, Atlas. I didn't even realize this. Atlas is the logo of No Man's Sky. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I didn't catch that part. So it's a giant all-seeing eye. Illuminati confirms. Um, Yes. (laughs) It is the Eye of Sauron. It's Satan. Now people are not going to come watch my streams on Sundays. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Um. We turned into one of those podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> this is obviously all a joke. I don't actually think it's Satan. I right. just no, it's, it's, it's a, a bit theory, like Satan. <laughs> um, so um, to uh, I don't know to I've done so much. I've been to so many planets, barren, uh, full of life, um, basically full of water. You know, kind of like um, Joe's was. Um, but my recent adventures have been against uh, space pirates. Because now that I have an Atlas Pass, I have been um, going to all these doors and opening all these boxes, and they've been giving me valuable items. And so what's been happening is when I go into a new system where I get off my planet, it's uh, saying, you're being scanned by hostiles, um, you know, be aware. And so it says they've, de- they've detected a high-value... Um, high value cargo and so they start attacking you and so before i had a ship that was kind of weak i didn't have any modifications on it okay but mm-hmm. this this ship i just bought for about 500 500,000 units it's got some weapons on it and it's got some things on it so one day i decided okay you know what instead of running from them i'm actually going to try and fight them because they've killed me before but on stream the other day i still need to highlight it i was so excited because I flipped around, spun around him, and started, you know, shooting back at him. And so we start flying head to head. And so on your ship, you can switch to, like, beams. And they're like your mining beams. So okay. He starts trying to shoot you with this that. thing. Yeah. And so I'm still firing. Boom, 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 boom. And so he tries to he tries to get away. And so I start following him again. And I tailed him and destroyed him and took what he got. So it was just crazy, like. You never know when hostiles are going to come at you. Um, all those bigger ships, I don't know if you guys have seen those armadas. Uh, yeah. They put out distress signals. So if you really want to, you can go help them. And I haven't done that yet because I haven't been strong enough to until now. But my theory is that I wonder if it increases your standing with some of these um, alien species. Um, but so you I can, bet it would. Yeah. So you can help them out if you want. But um, 
some of the most excitement I've had lately has been in actually space rather than the planets. Um, cause I've been doing a lot of planet traveling. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's pretty sweet. I haven't, I haven't seen a single space pirate. I've, I warped in on a jump and saw like, you know, one of those big armadas firing off lasers, but yeah. that's about it. Yeah. It's, um, Carrying as much cargo as you have, Joe, you're probably going to see space pirates pretty soon. Yes. The more you start <laughs> okay. traveling around. Yes. When you start they, they come to you with more, when you have more cargo. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, you can actually, if you want to be like a bad guy, I suppose, you can actually kind of do a pull a heist and you can actually attack these bigger ships as well if you really wanted to. But, um, Man. yeah, I'm not really doing that. Uh, I've been trying to avoid the Sentinels, but sometimes they've been getting in my face. And I attacked a ship because it told me to, the game. It was like, destroy this and you'll get this item. And I was like, cool. And then all of a sudden I was like being attacked. And I'm like, what did I do wrong? And I'm like, oh, I, I destroyed a ship. It's probably not <laughs> awesome um, of me. Huh. That's, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> anyway, um, I've been uh, very uh, um, Firefly-like, you know, flying like a leaf in the wind again. <laughs> Except I will say one last thing. Uh, compared to Elite Dangerous, I love the space controls in this game. The ship is so easy to fly. <laughs> that was the one thing I was worried about. And once I got off the ground, I was like, yes, this is like a dream. Yep. <laughs> so. Cool. Those are my adventures. Final thoughts. Should people get it? I say if you like adventure games, survival games, this is a great one to add to that kind of list. I think if, if you're looking for a Zen game, um, I may never actually finish the story. <laughs> But I feel like I've gotten my money's worth already. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Um, for me, I will say that I've noticed people that aren't familiar with survival games are very turned off by it. So if you're not familiar with one, um, it may not be for you. But if you have somewhat of an experience with Minecraft and things like that, it should be pretty easy. A lot of casual gamers I know have already, like, said like oh this is lame or they've been selling their copies over facebook but um if you're an experienced gamer this is definitely uh worth a buy cool okay all right Alrighty. we'll see you later lj thanks for giving us your input oh yeah no problem bye <laughs> shall i come back yes i'm back which is great <laughs> yay we missed you <laughs> cool <laughs> um you're like okay so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's just go into movies. You know, moving on from No Man's Sky for once. Um, so apparently, Doctor Strange is going to be rated PG-13 for quote psychotropic violence. I love that, that so much. I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> as long as it makes the movie cooler. Maybe I'm it's okay psychotropic, and we're getting palm trees and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Psychotropical. I don't know, man. It's the other Alola <laughs> form of uh, Executor. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, but yeah, so that's that, I guess. Um, I think it's cool. I don't know. Um, obviously, it's going to be PG 13. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But the yeah. fact that it's PG 13 because really of psychotropic violence. It's weird. You know, yeah, instead of, you know, language or other type of violence, like this specific type of violence, it's like, okay. Yeah. Mm, we'll see how it goes. 
I'm still super excited for it. It's gonna be trippy. So yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> um, and cool. besides that, some news I definitely wasn't expecting: Hey Man and the Masters of the Universe <laughs> is getting a live action movie. Why? Ooh. <laughs> Why? It was ridiculous. Joe, it's, it's this is something ridiculous. that you may have actually watched as a kid. I never watched He Man as a kid. No, oh, I was really hoping you had, so we could get I'm, your input. I think that's actually a little for people older than me. Oh, <laughs> that's even older than Joe. How's that work? <laughs> There's people older than Joe. Joe's the oldest what? guy we know. <laughs> you know, old man Joe. So bad. He's yeah. the average. You're younger than the average video gamer. Right? Yeah. The yeah. average video gamer is 36. Yeah, oh so. yeah. That's interesting. I'm half Shelly's just a baby, and I'm just I'm yeah out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're both just out of high school. <laughs> both just out of high school. All right, yeah. so it was before your time, um, so that's weird. Yeah. I, I'm okay with it as long as it's super ridiculously cheesy. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't try to make it, you know. Serious. Cool and stuff. They've got to get with kind of how Thor was. Where Thor was really out of place and like over the top. Yeah. That's the only Basically. way I can see this working. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know. We'll see how that turns out. It's, I don't think it's going to come out very soon. <laughs> They're only casting, I think. So, um, I have the just power. Just keep a lookout for that. By the power of Grayskull. Oh, is that, is that it? By oh, the power of gray school. Is that I have power? Is that I don't know. Um, it was way before my time. But my uh, my older brothers watched it. Okay. Yeah, no, I never never really saw it. Um. So let's just move on from that into theaters. <laughs> so uh, some movies movies coming out into theaters this week: Kubo and the Two Strings, Ray PG thirteen, not thirteen, sorry, Ray PG. Movie news or music? I really. I like I really want movie. to see it. That movie looks great. Yeah, it looks cool. Um, yeah. It already has a 79 out of 100 on Metacritic, I think, which is pretty good. Okay. Um, it's more original than every other anime movie this year. All of the other anime movies are animal anime movies. I'm very sick of it. So this one is different, and it has awesome-looking animation, so I really want to see it. Yeah. Um, cool. So there's that if you want to see that in theater. Also, Ben Hur, it's about to come to theaters. PG thirteen. Yeah. I, I hope that they. I saw the original in college. Um, oh. not that the original was in theaters when I was in college. Okay, I was like, whoa! <laughs> I, watched it, I rented it and watched it in college. The sixties. Well, the movies from the sixties, but I wasn't. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I watched the original. Yeah, and there were biblical references in that movie. I hope that they keep the biblical references. I. It's been. It's being made by the same people who did um, the Bible TV show, the hist on the History Channel. Okay. The Bible TV series. Um, I can't remember the names. Downies, um, Roma Downey or something like that. It's a couple. Oh, the she was the one that played the angel in Yeah. Touch by an angel. Right. Okay. Um so I think they're definitely gonna keep the Christian references. 
Um, I just hope that the quality is... Everyone says that Ben-Hur is one of the best movies, period. The classic. And so yeah. I'm sure hoping they can kind of keep to that with this one. Um, but it has... I can't think of his name now. Morgan Freeman yeah. in it. And I've never seen Morgan Freeman in a movie I didn't like. Yeah. yeah. Morgan Freeman with dreads. I've already... You've already sold me. Morgan Freeman... <laughs> Alright. Jeez. <laughs> oh, no thanks. Um, so yeah, Ben-Hur. Also, I thought I'd mention Kingsglaive Final Fantasy 15. Oh. 14. I don't know if that's just coming out for limited theaters um, or all. I haven't heard any sort of like, you know, advertisements for it, but that's like it's basically I think it's supposed to uh, happen like parallel the game. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's not based on the game. It's like a separate story. Yeah. So um, it's characters from the it looks game. Interesting. I mean, it's basically. It, I saw a trailer for it. It kind of looks like a giant cutscene. So, but with like yeah. more action. <laughs> That's actually going to play into video games. What was the last too? one they made? Yeah. So if yeah. you like Final Fantasy, they made Final Fantasy. Advent Children. Advent Children. I was really yeah. excited about that, but I was kind of bored when I watched it. Um, which made my wife really mad because she loves that movie. Um, but I'm definitely going to watch this. I'm hopeful. Yeah. It looks interesting. So if you're a fan of Final Fantasy, if you're playing Final Fantasy 15 and you want something that sort of, you know, is more into the world of Final Fantasy 15, this is your go-to thing. It's uh, um, yeah. It's got Cersei Lannister, uh, yeah. Boromir, and uh, Jesse Pinkman. If that means anything <laughs> to all of you. Doesn't make anything. Doesn't mean Those are character names, not actor names. If anyone's You're super correct. Yeah. So the oh, the lady okay. that plays Cersei Lannister, uh, the guy that plays yeah Sean Bean, is is going <laughs> to be Sean Bean. And uh, <laughs> Jesse Pinkman, the the guy Aaron. I can't remember his name. Aaron something. Um, Do you think that Sean Bean will die? Yes. I think he survived one movie. Did he? I don't remember what it was, but I think he did. <laughs> well, but he, I hope that they the kill voice. him off just for comedy's sake. I think he's doing the king of the voice, the the voice of the king, in this. Okay. So I don't. Oh. I don't so know if he dies. Really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because the main, the main character in the game is is the king's son. So okay. Hmm. So yeah, he's definitely a very important character then. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, going on to Blu-ray. Those are the only things I found interesting in theaters. So Blu-ray, we got Angry Birds. So you know, Angry Birds. Did that movie actually <laughs> do well? I didn't even hear. Like I heard terrible, know. terrible things. Okay. Colby Bryant's well, on staff. Uh, he hated it. Ooh. <laughs> I despise uh, Wow. <laughs> Colby's a pretty happy-go-lucky guy, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Angry Birds. Also, uh-huh. God's Not Dead 2. Yay. I really liked God's Not Dead 2. <laughs> I'm not judging. Just, you can go get it. I got nothing on that one. I, I didn't see it. I saw the first one. I'm probably not going to see the second. I haven't seen either, so I'm just... I just heard 
not great things. So yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Gotham second season's out on Blu-ray, and Once Upon a Time <laughs> fifth season is out on Blu-ray. So cool, you cool. You can get those if you like those shows. Woo! <laughs> That's it. Awesome. Going on to some TV news. Probably the worst news ever to come out of TV news. I'm sure there's worse stuff, but I'm so annoyed with this. For anyone who watching who watches Arrow, um, you'll probably agree with me, hopefully, or I'm going to get slaughtered for this, that the, the flashback scenes in Arrow are the worst thing in the world because you want to watch the movie, and they keep giving you flashbacks. Oh, they're really crummy flashbacks, um, too. I just don't care about them. I want the movie. Like, show me the show. Right. Um, so the good news is that this season is the last season we will see Oliver Queen's flashbacks. Yay. The bad news (laughs) is they guaranteed you're not going to get rid of flashbacks. We could never do that. You're going to get other characters flashbacks. Oh, because everyone wants to see Felicity in college and her hacker days or, um, Diggle, um, in the military. That one might be cool. Um, but it's, uh, I don't like the flashbacks at all. Um, so season six, expect flashbacks still. They'll just be other characters. Yeah. Okay. Not, not super stoked. Um, I love Arrow. Don't get me wrong. Arrow's a great show. But I that I want to watch the show, and it takes away from that. And there's so much more they could do with the show itself if they weren't taking ten minutes out of it to show these flashbacks. Yeah. yeah. Um. But then going on to some anime news, uh, I don't know what this means for sure. Um, I just realized it sounds because it's anime. That, uh, it's not Japanese or anything. Um, Seven Deadly Sins, Signs of the Holy War is releasing in Japanese on August 28th. Um, and for those of you who watch a lot of Netflix, uh, Seven Deadly Sins uh, was an anime on Netflix. It still is. It's still there. It's Netflix original. Um, they're doing a four-part series on August 28th. Um, it'll be in Japanese. I would assume that we'll get an English dub sooner or later. But if you're doing a four-part series, does that mean that we're not getting a second season? That I don't know. Oh. Yeah, could, I, I don't know. It might be a side story. Yeah, so we'll see. I'm, I'm excited for it. It seems, sadly, just as pervy as the last season. Um, and that's always really bugged me about the series because it's hilarious. It's a great show. Um, but they're overly pervy and to an annoying extent um, for anyone. I think Christian or not, it's just kind of, it's dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, but the humor is great. Uh, it's a really funny, especially even in the, the English dub. Um, you lose a lot of context in the way people are saying things uh, when you get to a new English dub because um, it doesn't translate. The humor doesn't always translate right. Um, it translates really well into English with the show. A lot of quit like one-liners that almost seem improv, but they can't be because it's, you know, it's dub. Right. Um, yeah. So that's exciting. That's it for anime news um, and TV news. Getting kind of quick. Oh, there was one more. Uh, Punisher TV show. I didn't put this in the notes. Punisher. Should be coming out for Netflix 2017. Nice. So that's exciting. Yeah. Look forward to that. Especially if they but follow uh, the same Punisher that we had in uh, Daredevil. That's the idea. Yeah. Cool. That's the idea for sure. Very cool. Yeah. 
All right, so entering into the gaming news, uh, Pokemon Uranium, which was a fan-made thing, of course it was taken down because Nintendo doesn't <laughs> let anything with any of its properties stay up. It took nine years to make. They don't care. It's oh, Nintendo. You're talking about a company that puts copyright strikes on its biggest fans' favorite things. Mm-hmm. It's Nintendo. Yeah. Like, if they're Gosh. not making money on it, neither are you. But it, it wasn't was even free. With... That's what got me. Is that yeah, it was and it free had... to download. Didn't it have original Pokemon as well? Like, they made their own Pokemon? Mm-hmm. Some of it. They were using some real Pokemon. Um, but it had its own, like, unique stuff for the region. Yeah. But that that creator had to know. Had to know yeah. that it was going to get taken down before he, ev- he or she ever released it. I'm surprised yeah, they had plans to expand. They were going to do, like, as it grew, they were going to uh, give you up downloads for updates to new Pokemon and some other stuff as they created them. Yeah. I just had, I was waiting for it to come out on Mac, and I was going to grab it, and uh, it's probably not going to come out on Mac now. Uh, nope. Yeah. It's just, man. Some Pokemon ROMs, like, Party wants to try them. The other part's like they're gonna take it down. So yeah, I, a lot of people are talking about the Christian aspect of like should um, Christians play emulators and stuff like that. Um, I feel like this is kind of different. I mean, this was its own project and it was free. Like yeah, but it was using art I, if it's assets free, that weren't entirely that creator's content. Right. I, if something is free, I feel like it should be allowed, in my opinion. I, I look at Star Trek Continues, um, Vic Magiana's project. Um, he's been doing, it, it comes off of like the old Star Trek show, um, and yeah. it's a blatant ripoff. And he actually was able to make it a complete nonprofit. Um, and so he can get donations for it and treat it as a nonprofit, even though it's not licensed by the people who own Star Trek. Um, so I yeah. see stuff like that, and I'm like, why can't this be a thing then, too? It's just so disappointing because because there are some ROMs, they have, like, they... Because something that I really wish was better done in Pokemon games are, like, story. Mm-hmm. Uh, because every Pokemon is similar. Every Pokemon game, I mean. Every Pokemon game is similar. You're setting this region, this you want to get different. all the gym, this gym badges, and there's always this team against you, whether it's Team Rocket or Team Magma or Team Galactic or whatever, and you gotta stop them. And there's hardly any differences in any of the stories. It kind of is frustrating. Um, And then ROMs, like, they go more into story and they go more into that stuff while still having, you know, classic Pokemon things. It's just like, why can't Nintendo just, like, use these ideas and and make a better game? But, whatever. (sighs) Um... Yeah, so that's that's no more. Um, PlayStation 4.0, the the firmware version, mm-hmm. um, has gotten some details. We can link that in the show notes. Um, looks like they're getting a UI refresh, a quick menu. Uh, the share menu is getting some some updates. Uh, the folder and library structure, trophies, and user profile are also getting some some attention with this. So. Uh, PlayStation cool. fans, uh, heads up, we're getting some some new hotness coming down the pipeline. Um, <laughs> we talked about Kingsglaive earlier. I wanted to mention this. Final Fantasy 15. it has come up. Um, it was originally supposed to release 
in September, September 30th. Um, They have officially said that that will not be happening. Uh, It's getting pushed back to the end of November now. Okay. November 29th as of right now. You're telling me you're pushing a Final Fantasy game beyond the holiday shopping window for America. That's a bad idea. They say they didn't ukulele you. It's not a one-year difference. <laughs> right. Uh, but the game, the game is not going to sell as well now by any shot because everybody's going right. to have all their Christmas shopping done at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll still pick it up, but you're looking at less than a month from Christmas by the time that comes out. Right. So. Yeah, they really must need something implemented. That's really important, but. Yeah. We'll see if it's worth it for them. Yeah. Uh, and then finally in the news, I saw this and, and I had to do a double take. Nintendo's releasing a Splatoon demo. And here are the, the things on the demo. Um, it's only available August 25th through 28th and only from 3 to 5 p.m. What? 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 3 to 5 p.m. <laughs> So for a two-hour window, you can download and play it for three days. Okay. Congratulations. That's really weird. They've gotten their money out of it, and so now you can try it for a very limited window. That's that's real weird. That's super weird to me. Nintendo's so strange. (laughs) I know. I mean, I know they, at least for Splatoon, they stopped doing the... Uh, Splash Fest or whatever they're—I think they were called Splash Fests. Uh, I think the last one was, you know, more than two months ago. But now they're like, "Hey, now you try for free anyway." So if you're interested, buy it. I'm like, what? It's, I I just don't understand what? it all. <laughs> I don't know. Um, with that, let's go ahead and move on into the pull for the week, the pull list. Um, coming out this week, <laughs> we've got Adventure Capitalist. It's a. This is a real curious one. This is a uh, a clicker game that that got popular and is coming to PlayStation Four. Okay. So it's it'll be PlayStation Four's well, first clicker game, which is a real weird. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know yeah. how that's gonna it work. It makes sense on PC. Not doesn't make any more sense on PS Four. Yeah. Um, Battleship is coming to the PlayStation Four. Bound is the final play 2016 PlayStation game. Um, let me read that a little quick, real quick. Repair yeah. a broken world through the beauty of dance. Developed exclusive, exclusively for the PlayStation 4, Bound combines a unique visual style with a powerful story and gameplay mechanics infused with modern dance. As the game progresses, the introspective story unfolds through powerful metaphor and imagery, adding emotional depth to the protagonist's journey. They don't tell you much about the story in that, but I have heard from other podcasts. Um, now I could be mistaken, but my understanding is that this is basically a woman's journey um, of a miscarriage. Oh wow! Um, so it's so it's a pretty intense emotional journey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only on PlayStation Four. I think that looks like a really good candidate for their Play 2016. I'm really interested to to see how that comes out. Um, also out this week, Doodle Devil, which is uh, the follow-up to Doodle God, which is a uh, 
It says, embrace the dark side. While Doodle God was creating the universe, Doodle Devil was also having some fun. The same addictive puzzle gameplay that made Doodle God a hit is back with an evil twist. So, there you go. Um, Dungeon <laughs> Punks, which came out on PS4 a while back, uh, is making its way to the Vita with cross-buy. So, if you own it on the PS4, you now own it on the Vita. Congratulations. Um, F1 2016 is out on the PlayStation 4 this week. Uh, Grow Up, which is the sequel to Grow Home, Ubisoft's indie darling game, is, is out this week. Uh, the Huntsman Winner's Curse, which I think takes place along the same storyline as the, the movie The Huntsman, um, is mm -hmm. coming out. And I've not seen a lot about it, but the art style is very striking. So maybe look up more on that if you're curious. Soul Brain okay. Night of Darkness. I've got to talk about this one a little bit because I, I watched the trailer for it. And... It's literally the worst trailer I've ever seen. The editing <laughs> in the trailer like hitches up three or four times on the trailer. Okay. I don't understand why this is even coming out. Like I, What is it? Soul Brain Night of Darkness. <laughs> S O L B R A I N. Okay. Um and then in verses <laughs> comes out to PlayStation 4. Minimalist action strategy shooter for one to four friends. <laughs> Which sounds like a really right. busy title. Mm -hmm. um, also coming out this week, we've got Valentino Rossi um, on Xbox One, PS4, and PC, which I believe is a motorcycle racing game. Um, and then on 3DS this Friday, on the, the 19th, we're getting Metroid Prime Federation Force. So if you've been looking for a Metroid game, there you go. Cool. It's coming out this Friday. Uh, and it looks like that is it for new releases for the week. Great. Cool. So we usually do our Twitter um, questions at the beginning, but we were so excited about No Man's Sky. I may have even forgotten, uh, but I really want to talk about this question before we end the show because I think it's really important. Um, it's a very good question. I don't know if I have an answer for it. Um, the question is, is the retro nostalgia-driven geek culture, something we talked about last week, uh, keeping us geeks from growing and maturing in our tastes or thinking? Go ahead, Joe. Um, <laughs> I personally think that Nintendo fully depends on that very thing. Um, mm -hmm. They they do a little bit, you know. They they skate by every week by doing just a little bit of innovation. Is it, you're talking like yeah. ninety five five retro <laughs> to, to new, um, and it drives mm -hmm. me nuts. And the stuff that they do try new is so off the wall that it, I mean. It's you're you're throwing a booger against the wall to see if it sticks, and it usually ends up just being a booger. Um, I I think this is why the indie space is so important. The indie space mm -hmm. is able to take a lot of risks to keep things progressing forward. That a lot of these big companies like Ubisoft and and Sony and stuff that are risk averse 
are not willing to pump money into because they don't want to lose money. They're all in the business of making money. And a lot of these indie devs are, are passion developers. They do what they want because they love it. Um, and they're, they're, they are driving, they are driving the industry forward and setting new precedents. Um, we're, we're talk, we talked about No Man's Sky all week. No Man's Sky is backed by Sony financially, but that's a studio of 15 people that worked on that game for four or five years. Oh, wow. That is a passion project. So, you know, and, and right. they're doing new stuff. And then you got, I mean, Nintendo's a, a company of however many hundred that's been around for years and years and years. And stuff changes glacially with them. So, yeah, I, I think it's I mean, important. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, uh, I was just big... saying, like, <laughs> <laughs> you finish your thought. Okay. I think a big part of the, of the gamer that I am today and how I operate is the fact mm -hmm. that I want to constantly experience these new things. I don't like remaining stagnant. You know, I'm, I'm not one of these guys that can play Call of Duty and it be the only game I play all year, every year. I, I play several games a month because I want to experience all of these new things. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I can understand why, you know, if there's something that works in a game and people like that one thing in a game, of course it makes sense to keep using that. Um, and I guess I could understand, you know, Oh, I recognize those characters uh, and you know, similar gameplay. And that game was fun, so this game must be fun, too. But then it gets to the point where Nintendo's at now, where it's just, as you were saying, they're basically just feeding off of it. Like, that's that's what's keeping them afloat. And I think that's unhealthy as a company um, to, tr to, like, just stick to things that they know could work because it worked in the past. Because, I mean, it may not work anymore now. It's starting to fail. Um, and, you know, then they tried... I mean, good example just with Nintendo, Splatoon, we just mentioned that, you know, it was a very, mm -hmm. you know, out of nowhere success. And it was something that they've never really done before. Um, and they wait then, until like, it's dead to start exposing people to it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so I do think, I guess, in, in general for the, for the question, that it definitely hinders you from... From trying new things and and I guess maturing as you as a you know to quote the person, um, but I mean if you just it doesn't matter that much, but it matters just enough I think at this point. I don't know if that made any sense what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, nostalgia is becoming a problem, and it wasn't a problem in the past, but I think it's becoming a problem, and I think that's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Right. I mean, I feel like originality is definitely dead in general. Um, and that's been a, a situation we've had for a long time in anything, not just in video games. Um, anything, like, is just another rendition of something else that we've seen. Uh, I, I remember someone saying that true originality anymore is finding multiple inspirations and then mixing those into something new. Um... So, I mean, on that aspect, I feel like it's kind of unavoidable for a lot, but I agree with Joe that the it's the indie world that's taking these risks, and I think the risks yeah. are what uh, 
there that it's not necessarily nostalgia. It's uh, the risk freeness that people have. I remember, you know, when the N64 came out and we had Mario everything. And I don't think it was a problem that it was Mario. Um, and we were doing Mario Golf and Mario Kart. And now they're gotten to a point where they're like, this is the stuff that worked, so this is the stuff we're going to do. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that it's not necessarily nostalgia um, that's breaking it. I, I'm okay with the same characters. Um, I think adding new things, new characters um, into something you already know, and then having spinoffs of those, I'm totally fine with that. But you have to have, like Joe said, risk with those yeah. characters. Um, put them in different environments. Give them something new to do. Um, make gameplay different and not just a little bit different so it's a new game you have a new feature or a new item you get to use but actually make a new game with that character if you're going to pull off the nostalgia um which we don't need to do but uh i think we're definitely in a generation of it um so if if you're gonna be retro or nostalgic then do it differently than you have been drastically I I like nostalgia. I don't know. I'm a very much, even though like I don't remember the '90s at all. Um, I'm a '90s kid. I always love all the '90s stuff. Um, there's a place for it, you know. I I really enjoyed right. I'm Setsuna, but mm-hmm. but I'm glad that the games are coming out that are that are you know trying all new stuff too. Yeah, and I mean I, I'm Setsuna is kind of an example of what I'm talking about though. They could have done a ground up remake of Chrono Trigger. Like I even said I would love that. But that would be feeding the machine of let's just reboot or revamp um instead of actually trying something new like I am Sentinel did. Um yeah. They took this idea and drastically changed it. I think that that's I think that's where growth will happen. Is my take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. If you guys want to ask us your own questions, you can do that by going to uh, Twitter and using the hashtag GUGCast. Uh, hashtag GUGCast. Um, we love answering your guys' questions, especially when they're thought-provoking like this, making us think. I love it. <laughs> uh, but we're going to end the podcast there. Joe, where can they find you at? Find me on Twitter at Joe Knows Games and on Twitch at Righteous Fury Gaming. How are you, Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24, and you can find me on Twitch at shellshock24. And you can find me at Cody Armor on Twitter um, and on YouTube at youtube.com slash armorcody. But in closing, keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Peace. Don't follow Atlas. <laughs>